We're your hosts, Alexa and Melissa. Thanks for joining us. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Midwest Mamas. We are so happy and honored that you are sharing some of your time with us. So thank you. We are very excited to share with you today our conversation with Elena Fingal. Elena is well known on social media and her website as The Money Organizer. She shares tips and tricks to saving money and becoming more organized with financial planning. She has a shop on Etsy selling adorable stuff, but she also shares step-by-step videos on YouTube for setting up planners and helps others become more financially aware of what they are spending their money on and just how to budget appropriately. Not only is Elena amazing at these financial tips and tricks, but she's one of the most kind and genuine people we've had the opportunity to talk to and we're so grateful that she was willing to meet with us. This would be a great conversation to grab a pen and paper to take some notes on and we highly recommend you go follow her on social media so that you can stay up to date on all the latest tips and tricks when it comes to financial planning. Please sit back and enjoy this conversation with the lovely Elena. All right, listeners, we are so excited to have the money organizer on our show today, Elena Finkel. Can you say hi, Elena? Hi, thank you so much for having me. (laughs) We are so excited. You are our first person to talk about money, and we all need some help when it comes to money. So thank you for coming on to our show. So for our listeners who aren't familiar with you yet, can you please share with us a little bit about you, where you came from, what you do on a typical day? So um, my name is Elena Fingo, and I started the Organized Money in November of 2017. Um, but my story actually started in 2012. Um, it was after I had my first daughter. So I, as um, in my 20s, I was very unorganized. I had credit cards, over $25,000. I had a low income. I didn't have a job at the time. Bill collectors were calling me all the time. And I was actually not really stressed out about it. I was like kind of okay (laughs) with living check to check. I was just like, well, whenever I get to it, I'll get to it. I had pretty much an easygoing type personality. So I was like, whatever, it's fine. And then I got married and everything changed once I had (laughs) my first daughter. Um, okay. After we had our first daughter, that's when my feelings started to change. I wanted to give her like the best life possible, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, with with me wanting to give her the best life possible, that just wasn't going to happen with the way that I was currently spending money and the way that I was currently living my life. So I started working on getting my finances together and getting my life organized. And after five years of working on myself and my own systems, I decided to you know open it up and help other people, and that's how. The Organized Money was born. The Organized Money is a blog. It's a YouTube channel. It's a website that gives people systems to get their life and their money on track. We talk about planning, like how to use a planner, how to time block, how to um, do a brain dump. And we also talk about money, which is on budgeting, getting out of debt, and saving. So it's basically all the things that you need to be a functioning adult. Yeah. And I think we all could hear this sooner rather than later because we're not getting any younger. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How many people are working with you or for you? 
So currently I have, it's myself. Um, my husband is like my marketing director guy and, um, okay. I have, yes, he helps me out a whole lot, especially with the kids because yeah. we have two daughters, um, and oh. they are, uh, five and eight now. Um, okay. so. With their ages and them being small, he is like super dad. So he helps out a whole bunch in that area. And he helps me, you know, with the marketing side of the business. And I also have another um, young girl who helps me with the videos, the editing side of um, the YouTube channel. So uh, currently we have like 25,000 um, in our YouTube family. And there's about 13,000 wow. on Instagram. So it, it's been great. I've been just enjoying these past what, three years now, two years. It's been wonderful. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a lot. And so you sell a lot of fun things, which I love Etsy, and I get on there probably way too much. But I was looking <laughs> at just your shop and you have things like the budget planner and your budget shuffle stickers. So how did you create the budget planner? How did that come into fruition? So um, I had an Etsy shop um, for about a year before the budget planner was born. But basically I was on YouTube and I was just like sharing different ways of uh, doing a budget. And I realized you know, I like to budget on paper. It's like my favorite way to budget. I like to write it down. I want to pull out the calculator. Yes. I am very old school. Yes, my husband is way more electronic. Like he loves Excel and apps and stuff like that. But I am a paper and pen girl, paper, pen, and a calculator, and I'm good. <laughs> um, the thing is, is I couldn't find a planner that would um, that was kind of easy to use. I felt like everything was making it super complicated. And I wanted yeah. something that was just going to be very simple and very straightforward. And to where if you never completed a budget before in your life, you could use this planner. And that's how um, the budget planner was created. So I created this planner to make it very easy, very simple. And then I created an entire list on YouTube, like a playlist. So it's videos where I share exactly how to use the planner step by step. So if anyone purchased the planner, oh. they can go to the top of the playlist and just press play and they can see how to set it up, how each sheet is supposed to be used and how they can apply this to their own life and basically use this entire planner. Very neat. Um, I am a paper pencil kind of gal too. So, and we were looking at your, um, planner online and it looks so pretty and there's, it's colorful and I'm all for that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big planner girl. I love yeah. planners. <laughs> well, and I think us being teachers, we're both teachers and so we plan all the time. And so just having things, yeah, it helps a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so one of your latest blogs is um, Five Ways to Stop Impulse Buying in 2020. So can you please share some of those tips with us? Because I feel like all of us have those moments where we see something and we want it and we just impulse buy and don't really think through it. What are some tips you can share with us to help us with that? Yeah, yeah. so I wrote that um, blog post because I read this um, financial statistic that was talking about the average person spending $5,000 a year on impulse shopping. 
So this is, yeah, so this is just you being in the mall and you just pick up a shirt or you, you know, just picking Mm -hmm. up stuff Mm -hmm. at the counter and you just decide, oh, it's $50 here, $50 there. But it ends up being like $5,000 at the end of the year. Like the average person spends $450 a month on random stuff. And I started thinking about, man, what could I do with an extra $5,000, right? Mm -hmm. So. That's where Mm -hmm. the post kind of came from. And I thought of like five different ways that you can like stop impulse um, purchasing. And two of the big takeaways was to take a list wherever you go shopping. So shopping without a list is like a no-no, no matter what type of shopping it is. When you're walking into the mall, you're thinking about exactly what you need and not going quote unquote window shopping or mm-hmm. um just yeah. going to, to the mall for fun. That that wouldn't be the goal here. The goal would be to always go with an intention in mind. And the the second thing is to always give yourself uh permission to spend in your budget. So if you have a line item in your budget with your name on it, then you won't feel that need to impulse shop. Meaning that, like, I love the spa. The spa is, like, one of my favorite things to do. I like, you know, to get my nails done. I like facial, all that other good stuff. So that's one line item on my budget that I let myself have. It's my splurge. It's my treat yourself line item. And Mm. so I don't always feel the need to impulse shop because I know I have this line item this dedicated to me and whether it be five dollars you know where you do a cup of coffee every single week and it's five dollars or you spend a hundred dollars at the spa every single month you know as long as it fits within your budget and it's a line item that's specifically for you then you shouldn't feel that need to run out and go and impulse shop all the time yeah well yeah that makes sense yeah, it does make sense. And it got gets me thinking because my husband and I are just talking about this because I feel like sometimes I am a impulse buyer on like Amazon or, you know, Etsy and just random places. <laughs> and so what advice would you have for couples, you know, whether they're married or not? I mean, I guess dating couples wouldn't really. But for married people, what is the advice that you have for those? for couples to get a budget and to set the boundaries of what your spending money should be. Yeah. So me and um, my husband and I, we meet weekly just because we have like a weekly budget and we're always talking about each other's goals. So even when you, if you have a splurge item or a line item, that's just for you, then, you know, talking it over with your spouse, talking about what they would want to do, what's their financial goals, kind of making sure you're on the same page here and everyone's okay. Because what happens, especially a lot with parents, everything mm-hmm. kind of goes toward the kids, right? Making mm-hmm. sure yeah. the kids are good, the kids are straight, the kids are okay, the kids have everything that they need. But what ends up happening is is we start depriving ourselves to make sure that the kids are okay. And in that process, Mm -hmm. you have a moment where you're like, okay, well, I haven't bought myself anything in so long, so I can go here and I can do this and I can do that. And you've spent an additional amount of money that you didn't expect to spend 
because mm-hmm. you didn't give yourself that wiggle room and your husband didn't give himself that wiggle room to, to be okay to spend on yourself. Um, so we, we give, you know, we set limits. Of course, we talk about different things that we want to do, but my husband is, a, he's a gym rat. Like he loves the gym. So okay. one of his things is he likes to get athletic shoes and athletic attire and as long as we put it in our budget and we talk about it and he says, okay, these are the things that I want. And I'm saying, okay, well, I'm going to the spa where you're at the gym. (laughs) 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 Then we're, you know, putting all of that in our budget and it's okay. And the kids are still okay too. We take them different places, but everyone has their own line item and we're making sure that we're still getting it all done. Yeah. And uh I'm just curious, too, with your kids, like, are you, I'm assuming that you're already starting to instill in them just planning and budgeting, or no? Yes. So, as of, um, we started when um, our daughter was about three, we gave her, like, a toy. Like, I just started talking to her about different things. So, anytime she wanted to get a toy, um, I would give her a spending limit. So, I was like, okay, every time we go, you know, you have to, you don't, you can't spend no, any more than 20. So she would go down the line and like try and, you know, make out the numbers, They're trying to figure out what, what yeah. is that number higher or lower than 20? Is that, you know, and all of that. <laughs> and my oldest daughter, she actually got it right away. Like she's actually getting a full budget now that she's turned eight. Eight was the age that we decided was going to put, put her on an allowance and get oh, her okay. first budget started but my youngest like you can really see the difference in their personalities so my youngest was my oldest got it right away she's like oh that's over 20 I can't do that I'm not gonna do this I'm not and my youngest I was like oh that's over 20 you can't have it she like falls out on the floor and busts out crying and I'm like "Uh (laughs) uh-oh so we're still like working with her but it's it's all in that process of just not letting them know that um, money is a tool, it's a resource, but yeah. it's not infinite. You know, it's uh-huh. just teaching them those, um, you know, those principles that, you know, money, it, it's there, but you have a limit and we have to decide what's the best use of this money. Do you want a toy? Do you want to go get something to eat? What would you like to do with this money? Like instead of saying, oh, we can do it all. Um, right. Just trying to teach them that while they're young so that when they get older, they're making good financial decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And so one of the things that you've said before is saving is not about how much money you make. It's about the habit, which is so true. And you're instilling those habits, especially with your children, too. So can you kind of um, elaborate on that or what do you mean by um, it's about the habit? Yeah, so, uh, so many people have said to me that they, um, can't save money because they don't make enough money. And, um, I heard that. Was so it mostly much. teachers? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Like, I really, kind of. <laughs> I believe it's like everyone, you, you'll be amazed. It's like, it really doesn't matter what income bracket anyone is. I've, seen people make six figures and they're like I have nothing I can't do it and I'm like what what I have 
realize that as long as you can cover your essentials, as long as, you know, you can keep the roof over your head, that you're not falling under those essential things that you need, even if you can save $5 out of every payday, that the amount doesn't matter. Why does amount not matter? Because usually what one of two things happens. The first thing that is you put yourself in the mindset of savings. And once you put yourself in the mindset of the first thing that you do as soon as you get paid is save something and it doesn't matter what it is, the habit is formed. And the habit is even more important than the amount because, the, you know, we all know people have said it so many times. I've heard Dave Ramsey say it, say it a million times. And it is that money is 80% behavior, right? Only 20% of it is principles. So huh. how you manage your money is majority based on how you think about money. So developing that habit is even more important than the amount that you set aside for doing it. And and the other thing that happens is those small amounts start to add up. If you don't touch it, $5 here, $10 there, it starts to add up. And then once you see that nest start to grow, you get excited and you want to save even more. And you'll put more aside. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like start planning now. I'm just yeah. like thinking like, this is what I need to do. Like it just makes sense, but you're right. Like it's just habit getting into yeah. that habit of, and sometimes and, and, it might mean like forfeiting, like, okay, if we want to save this, then maybe we need to cut back on this. Right. Cause I, I actually heard um, someone else say, say this. I, and they said that um, it's all money is dials, right? It's all about if you want to dial up one area, you just have to dial back another area. So it's not that you can't have luxuries. You just can't have all the luxuries, right? Mm-hmm. So we just have to decide what is important to us. What mm-hmm. is the most, like my husband and I, we like to pay for um, like convenience, we realize that convenience is like one of our big things, meaning that um, cooking every single night of the week is not our strong suit. We we actually enjoy going out to restaurants. We enjoy so our restaurant budget is a little bit higher, but we'll dial back in other areas to make sure like we don't go shopping a whole bunch because we know our restaurant budget is going to be a little bit higher because we jo- enjoy the dining out experience. So you just have to decide which areas are important to you and your family and then you can dial up that one and then dial back something else. Right. Yeah. Totally makes sense. Yeah. So Lena, you have the six secrets of money. So what would you say for people who have not read that book yet, which I definitely want to get my hands on that because I feel like it'd be so beneficial. What would you say is the biggest takeaway from that book? Just can you kind of give us an overview about the six secrets of money? Yeah, sure. So I talk about six things, six strategies that help you make, organize, and save money. Um, So in this book, we're talking about 
um, like the secret of being able to control yourself because we said money is like 80% behavior. So you need to figure out your emotions. What makes you get distracted? What are your triggers? Um, we all have spending triggers that may be tied to our emotions. So figuring that out is a big part. Like if you know, as soon as I get sad, I'm heading to the mall. Then when you get sad, you can recognize that and maybe do something else instead. Um, so that's one of the things. We talk about systems in the book, um, the ways that you get yourself organized, developing a money routine. I talk about strategy, um, setting goals, like how to figure out what's important to you. And I even talk about survival because sometimes if you have a lot of debt and you have a lot going on, you may just yeah. kick into survival mode before you go into wealth mode, right? So okay. how do we get out of debt? How do we survive just being in a, a strained financial situation? If you feel like you're drowning, that chapter is dedicated to that. And we also have 60 ways. I have 60 ways to save money in the book, and I have 30 ways to make money in the book. So we're talking about all the different things that you need to do in order to get organized, save money, make money, get out of debt. Well, sign me up because I need all that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and also I feel like a lot of people um, might do well with planning their money on like the day to day, but then they also want to vacation. Um, and I know you wrote about um, setting up a vacation budget. So someone who, like, wants to vacation all the time, that's someone like me. I love vacationing and going to fun places with my family, um, and it's not always in the budget. So what are some things um, you suggest um, doing to make that happen so you can have that fun vacation but stay on a budget? Yeah, so um, I, I know most people always feel like the vacation is always something extra. but yeah. Um, especially when you don't feel like it's exactly in the budget. So one thing that I did, um, and this is a, a wonderful app that I really enjoy using, it's called Capital. Um, it's Q-A-P-I-T-A-L is the name of the app. And it is an app that saves your change. So it rounds up your purchases. It connects to your debit card. It rounds up your purchases. And it saves the change. So, for instance, if you go to Starbucks and you spend $4.50 on a coffee, and well, what the app will do is say, okay, you spent $4.50. I'm going to round this up to $5. Take the $0.50 and put it in the app. Hmm. Oh. So what this does is it saves your change so you don't really miss it. Because it's like, oh, $5 versus $4.50 is not really a drastic change on your day-to-day numbers. However, at the end of the year, I think we had, we've done this um, three years in a row. And we've basically funded Christmas because we always go out of town for Christmas because we go see my husband's family who lives in Maryland. So every year it's a family of four and we're going out there. So we always use this app in order to, I do it for the entire year. And I think last year I had like $2,000 in the app and that's how I paid for Christmas. Oh my so, Lord. yeah, but it's like, you don't think about it cause it's day to day, 
but the change really adds up, really adds up. And you can, you have like certain saves on airs, meaning that it won't take out too much. So if you're swiping your card and you're swiping your card, don't worry. It's not going to take out like more than $20. It will cap it. It will make sure that it doesn't take out too much money, but the app is amazing. And if you do run into an issue where you need it back, you can easily transfer it from your app back into your account. So we've been doing this for quite some time and I've been paying like every vacation with um, this app. It's been amazing for us. Yeah. That sounds amazing. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, it's it's a great one. I always recommend it. All, all right. Well, and I mean, we're just learning so many things. Um, but Elena, as we just start to wrap it up, we have a couple questions from our listeners. So April yeah. asks, how long does it take you to get organized or to start using a budget where you're doing it religiously, you know, like where you're in the groove? How long, you know, what is that process, would you say, if someone wants to start getting organized financially and with a budget? So on average, it takes the average person 90 days to get accustomed to a budget. The first, like let's say the first month, you're budgeting, you're kind of, it, it could be all over the place because you're still trying to figure out your numbers. The second uh-huh. month, you're kind of getting the hang of it. And the third month, you got it. You More than likely, you're going to get it by that third month because you'll start okay. to see your patterns and your grooves and you'll be good to go. Okay. okay. Um, another one of our listeners, Les Pyle, um, asks, who is one of your favorite Instagram influencers? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I love, um, of course, they're like finance blogs, finance people, but I love my fab finance. Uh, she is one of my favorites on Instagram. I also love um, the financial diet is another oh. good one. I love oh. Girl Boss, and I love the finance bar. Okay, we'll have to look them up. Yeah, they're all great. They give great financial information. If you just wanted to, you know, find out little financial statistics or different tricks and tips on how to handle money, they're really, really good. And there's another girl, her name is uh, Well Planned Life, and she just has a really pretty Instagram with planners. So I just love her. It's all pink and white, and it's so pretty. Oh, very fun. Well, thank you so much, Elena, for being on our show and something we love asking um, all of our guests, um, just because it's a crazy, busy life. We all have crazy schedules. What's something that you do to unwind after a long day or a week to take care of yourself? Oh, well, I said this before, but I'll say it again. The spa, in my, <laughs> the nail shop, pedicures, all of that is my jam. I love oh, my massages. God. I love facials. Anything at the spa. Yeah. If, if I could set up shop and live there, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Take <Yeah>. me with you. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Elena, for sharing your tips yes, and budgeting. You. And we thank really you. appreciate it. Thank you all so much for having me. It's so much fun. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. We are so excited we had the opportunity to chat with Elena today, and what better way to start off a new year, a new decade, with some helpful tips on managing money and creating a reasonable budget. 
I already know I need to cut back on impulse purchases and always go with a plan when shopping for sure. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Elena. And if you would like to follow her on social media, she is at The Organized Money. And you can also head to her website, theorganizedmoney.com, to view some of her videos, learn more about her budget planner, and helpful tips on her blog. Her book, The Six Secrets of Money, can be purchased through her website. And head on over to Etsy to also see her budget planner and other items to help manage your money. Thank you all once again for listening. We are so excited for our upcoming guests in 2020. Stay tuned and subscribe below.